I uploaded a video. I think it was the second video I uploaded, and it was like a famous Dex type beat. I think so far I've made like $15 off of that beat and it just like didn't get anywhere. But I have like a Daniel Caesar type beat that's doing like six over 600,000 views, and like over $10,000. Peace, what's going down? It's DJ Payne, one for BeatStars.com. Uh, meeting this man for the first time, and I want to thank him for joining us and, and sharing his wisdom and his experiences. Jay Grooves, what's going down? What's up, man? Pleased to be here. Yo, thanks for the opportunity. So, first things first, how long have you been making beats? Shit, I've been making beats since I was 17, so I'm 23 now, so six years. Uh, I started in high school. When did you first uh, join BeatStars? Man, so super recent. So I joined, I believe, like in April, which is like nine months ago. So like I'm super fresh to BeatStars. How did joining BeatStars change your production business? It made all the difference. I would say the last three years I've been trying to sell beats online, uh, but I was using Wix. Uh, I don't know if you know Wix, the website, Sam. Like no hate on Wix, but like for selling beats, man, just like not, not where it is. Not where it should be, at least. Uh, I didn't make one sale when I was using Wix, and then uh, when I found out about BeatStars and I found out, I found out about the features of BeatStars, like the automated uh, instant delivery thing, and like the dope, the dope, uh, what is it, the, the the lease contracts and stuff. Oh yeah. Man, I was like, what? So uh, as soon as I joined that man, it took about a month to get my first sale. And then from there, just like, whoo, just like I saw great results. On the outside, it looks like things are, are going well. Here's, here's something curious. The oldest beat on your YouTube channel is, as of today, um, about seven months old. Have you, okay. have you only been uploading beats to your YouTube channel for seven months? Actually, I might have mistaken my numbers then. But I, I uploaded, I would say, a week after I... Actually, no. What happened is... I, I, I got BeatStars, I signed up, and then I got really sick. Like, I got, like, an inner ear infection, and I, like, lost my balance and stuff. So as soon as that was good, then I was like, okay, I'm going to hit the paint. I really came hard, and then I just started uploading. Uh, so, yeah, it took a while to, like, because of all that st stuff, uh, upload my beats. But, yeah, I started uploading about seven months ago. That's, that's interesting because, and I, I want to talk more about this later, so many producers claim that you, the YouTube beat upload uh, landscape is so saturated that you shouldn't even try, and within seven months you've done pretty well. Dude, that's what I heard too. That's what I heard too. And that actually kind of made me scared before I started. But, you know, you know, I, I was watching a, a crap ton of, like, the the beat stars uh like tutorials and tips and tricks and stuff and from that and also personal experience i kind of found a thing that i think works really well and that is targeting an audience that isn't that saturated right so i went into the kind of like the r&b stuff and i noticed that there's a lot less producers doing that r&b stuff than let's say like drake type beats and stuff like that like, uh, I, I uploaded, I uploaded a video. I think it was the second video I uploaded and it was like a famous Dex type beat. I think so far I've made like $15 off of that beat and it just like didn't get anywhere. But I have like a Daniel Caesar type beat that's doing like 
six over six hundred thousand views, like over ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I want to talk about that one. That's Cafe in Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's at over half a million views. It's ranking number two on the Daniel Caesar type beat keyword. Did you just get lucky with that keyword, or did you really research keyword competition and tag that video accordingly? You know what? Um, I did a little bit of keyword research, but I kind of. I kind of cheated a little bit. I kind of went to the other people that were doing that type of stuff and I kind of like looked at what keywords they were using and I kind of like used that formula in my stuff. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I guess it worked. <laughs> what, what tools do you use for YouTube keyword? I don't use any tools. Uh, how did you find out what other people were using then? I don't know if we're talking about the same type of keywording. I'm I'm talking about like putting in the comments, like the keywords and like tags and stuff, right? Okay, so explain that strategy, keywords in the comments. So so I I I have found that keywords in the comments help a lot, like because when you when you search up um, a video, it the keywords in the comments do result a little bit, um, and then tags obviously results so what i do is i take i don't know if you see it that often but like when people post type beats they'll have like the regular stuff like where you go and find their stuff and then below that they'll have like a bunch of like words you're talking about in the as a pin comment or the description or both yeah the description the description because yeah. some people will do it in the comments some producers will um pin a comment because that's one of the best practices as recommended by um, some, some keyword research co uh, companies and in the pinned comment in addition to as you said a link to the beat they'll also repost the keywords and um, I, I don't I, you know I don't know because the YouTube algorithm is, is a big mystery to a lot of us but yeah sometimes um, sometimes people do that and, and apparently it works yeah and that's something I still like really want to get into. And it's something that I haven't gotten into a lot because I've been like really focusing on the music. But I was talking to Mike a little bit and he was like giving me some tips about all that stuff. So yeah, I, I guess I just, yeah, yeah. So when I, when I searched Daniel Caesar type beat on YouTube, um, a bunch of your videos come up and, and you know, they're top results. So did the success of your very first Daniel Caesar type beat lead you to continue making um similar sounding beats and, and uploading them and using that same keyword consistently yeah i would i would definitely say that i think i think my sound and what i like to make kind of correlates with like daniel caesar and what he's doing uh the reason i like daniel caesar is because he's he's big enough as, a, as an artist that people want to sound like him and want to be like him but he's not so big that people are always doing type beats like about him you know and the fact that the fact that I do R&B and I, I play guitar and stuff, I, I just think that I would send those beats to Daniel Caesar. So that's kind of why I do that. So back, back to your um, YouTube strategy, you've been, it's interesting to me, you've been uploading, I think, about one beat per week. How did yeah. you decide on, on that frequency? So, like, mm, that was a hard one because I, di I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to, like, burn myself out so I didn't want to upload a shit ton of beats and keep going and keep going and then not be able to do that the next week right uh, so I thought that the best plan would be to start low 
which is one beat a week. And then, and then eventually like work my way up. Like I want to be uploading at least three beats a week in the future. And once I get into more of a groove of doing that and like streamline my process, I definitely want to get into like more beats a week. Have you ever used targeted advertising for your your production? I, you know what, I I use like a couple Instagram uh, ads and stuff and Facebook ads, but I have never, other than that, I haven't done any marketing. I think honestly, I think the sound like is the best marketing you can use. Mm. It, uh, explain that. Uh, so basically, like, it's hard to market a pile of crap, right? You can market it as well as you want. You can have great branding around it, but if it's if it's not good, it's not good, right? So then they'll be disappointed. But if you can under market or just like regularly market your stuff, and then they find out about it, they're gonna be like, "Ooh," because you never want to hype stuff up more than it is. Then the, it's gonna just gonna lead to disappointment. So to switch gears, um, I, I heard a little bit about um, a studio internship that changed your approach to music production tell me about that oh for sure uh so yeah i i went to audio engineering school and then afterwards i got an internship so during the day i do stuff that like interns do you know like get coffee uh paint walls do the flooring and stuff like that and then at night at night i would uh because i had keys to the building so i would just go into the studio and make beats um, and do that type of stuff. So they, at the studio that I internshiped at, they had this big live room with like a bunch of like instruments. So like a grand piano, really great piano and like a Hammond organ with like a Leslie and just like a shit ton of like guitar amps and stuff. So I kind of just like went in there and I was like, Hmm, like, why don't I just use these instruments to craft and make my own samples and like use them in my beats and I found that that played a huge part in creating my own sound. And like really, it's, it started like a very big interest in me with creating samples and, and designing uh, textures and colors and stuff like that. How would you describe a musical color? So musical colors are very like, for me at least, like I'm not, what is it? Synthetic, uh, whatever that word yes. is. Yes, like synesthesia. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had that honestly, but um, so for me, it's 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 very much associated with the timbre and the frequency of the instrument. So, like, if you hear a Fender Rhodes keyboard, you think like very like lush, like bright colors. At least for me, and then that contrasts with like if you were to have like a. Uh, phew, like like a piano, like in the mid range. See, I'm thinking in terms of temperature. Piano is a little colder than Fender Rhodes. Rhodes is yeah. like Rhodes is like a warm cloud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like that type of stuff, man. Like everything has a timbre, and I'm really into like the rich sounds. Like I, I started with Nexus, like m many of us do, and then like like no no hate on Nexus, but like I found that the sounds were very like 2D. And they didn't just, they didn't seem as lush and as 3D, if I can use that as I would want them. You're using a lot of live instrumentation. Is that something that you were trained in formally, formally like guitar, for example? Kind of, kind of. So 
I, as a kid, my mom put me into like classical lessons and stuff, but it didn't like train me to like learn chords and like create music because you're just like reading the sheet music and stuff. So it took, I, I kind of dropped that and I kind of wasn't interested in it. And then I kind of picked it up again and I really, really started learning. And I, I have a guitar teacher now and I, I spend like two to three hours a day practicing now. And that's something unique too, would you say, about your, your production? A lot of producers aren't playing live guitar. Oh, yeah, no. I, um, I'm very into like the musician's world and stuff. Like, I don't know if you, you're into like Robert Glasper and stuff. Like, those cats, like, they're producers and stuff, but they play and they have like so much knowledge and they're just like really groovy cats. I'm really influenced by that type of stuff, like the Neo Soul and stuff, like the Soulquarian, like Voodoo album and stuff like that. In addition to producers complaining that the, the, the production landscape is saturated, there's also this perception out there, um, which I think is ironic, that blending and making Drake type beats, making, you know, little baby type beats is the only way to get noticed because those are the the keywords that so many people are searching. Right, right, right. You're doing the opposite of that. I I don't actually, like, I do sometimes, I do sometimes, but I don't listen to a lot of top 40 stuff. I, my, my world is kind of like in a different world. So like, I I would say if you're listening to like, only listening to like Drake and stuff, you're going to want to make Drake type beats. It's just like how it is because you hear it and then that's what's going to come out. Uh, so I've like totally opened my sound palette to listen to everything from like jazz, uh, funk, like from every genre. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, I don't know how much you're paying attention to other producers out there, you know, that are finding success in the online landscape. I mean, are, are you noticing that? Other successful producers are following a similar model of finding a niche and really focusing on a style that's not necessarily the most saturated or sought after by the average, mm. I guess, production customer. Yeah, that's a hard one. I do search type beats and stuff. Like, I, I definitely listen to Cash Money AP a lot. Um, I kind of study and see what they're doing. Uh, I don't know, man. That's that's a hard one. I try not to I try not to focus on that so much i try to like really like maintain my own like lane and way of thinking and marketing would you consider your approach then to your sound to your branding to your marketing as niche based yes 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 i'm i before i even started my channel i was thinking of a certain target base of who i want to target and i i believe that i've targeted that and that's like the the singer's like the R&B singers. That's definitely who I wanted to target. And that's based on the kind of music that you enjoy making. Yes, that's based on the kind of music I enjoy uh, making and listening to. Uh, it's just like, I, I really like music with soul. I just like music with soul. Because I think it's interesting, you're, you're pretty musical and um, you know you have some formal training. Another conversation that comes up is the whole tight beats conversation, which is um, oftentimes a conversation that paints producers as less creative for labeling their beats as tight beats because the perception is that a producer is 
chasing a style or copying an existing sound. What, what do you say to that point? I think there's a difference between copying sounds and labeling your beats as type, type beats. I think that type beats are, are totally fine. Like type beats is just a way to market your beats. So like, think about this. If you were making beats and you uh, could get any major placement, you would make a pack of beats for Drake and then send them to Drake, right? So that's how I think about it. I'm like, man, what, who would I send this beat to? I'd send this to Drake. So you just label that as a Drake type beat, and then I don't I don't see any problem in that. It's a it's a great way to market, and it's it's definitely helped, and it helps feed producers and stuff. And I'm like very in love with it. You're hosting the second Insta Bars. Uh, that's a name I actually came up with. Shout out to me for that. Oh, um, with Beat Stars, <laughs> uh, but yours is a bit different. Uh, than, than the very first round of the Insta Bars. The original was hosted by a producer by the name of Flamey, and he uploaded Flamey. yeah he uploaded a free beat, and uh, people would make entire songs to that beat, and that's how they entered the contest. Yours is asking artists to create hooks, and you're going to pick the best hook as the winner of the contest. I'm definitely going to make the beat a little bit more... Uh I'm gonna make it soulful for the singers, but I'm also gonna make it like a little bit groovy for the for the rappers too, just so that we can get everybody in there. How do people sign up for this contest? Okay, so basically, I'm going to uh, post a beat for free download. Uh, you're gonna be able to download it, make a hook to the beat, uh, and then you're going to post it as a, I believe, a one minute Insta clip. Is that, or just uh, however long, however long? It's yeah, I think be. Instagram only allows for a minute, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're just going to uh, do the Insta video with the contest hashtag. Uh, still not sure what that's going to be yet. Uh, and then basically Beastars is going to pick the top three, and then I'm going to pick the top one. And then the winner is going to get uh, $200 uh, merch and a an interview. So last question, how do people find your beats? How do they follow you on social media? Uh, yeah, man. So uh, my website, Beastars page, is uh, www.jgrooves.com. Uh, um, my Insta is jdocgrooves. And then my YouTube is just jgrooves. Uh, stuff will come up. Cool, man. I appreciate you uh, sitting down and, uh, and sharing your experiences with us. Much continued success to you. We'll check in with you later. Peace. Thank you, brother.